good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. Well, when I, uh, when I was in Missouri years ago, and my son Jalen was in the seventh grade, he had a passion for, for films. He had a passion for filmmaking. I thought he was going to go into that, era, at, uh, that arena, and he may still do that. But at that time, he was creating a documentary for his English class. And it was, it was on the topic of the Luminaire brothers. They were French manufacturers of uh, photography uh, equipment, and they were the early pioneers in doing short films and uh, among the earliest filmmakers. And I remember one day I didn't see him anywhere in the house, and he was in the basement. And I said, what is he up to? So uh, he was in the basement. He was totally immersed in this project. He wasn't concerned about his video games that he would often spend his time doing. He wasn't concerned about eating or watching television. And during this project, he wrote the script. Uh, he created the storyboard for it. Uh, he gathered the pictures for the footage, and he did the voiceover. He was completely absorbed in the project. And he did this day in and day out each evening, totally oblivious to time. And he entered the project into, uh, I think, a National History Day competition in the state and so forth. But as I look back, as I look at back at that moment uh, that he was immersed in those, that project, I believe that he was working from the flow of spirit. And of course, we know that spirit is the foundation of everything. You know, in the Bible verse, and the psalmist write in 171, that is, unless the Lord, which is the great law of life, which is spirit itself, unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor, labor in vain. You know, of course, there's a song of the same name by that that I, I know about. But I, I, the talk for today was inspired by the fact that this is Labor Day weekend. And sometimes, you know, I you know, have this inclination to try to come up with a talk that goes with the holiday. I don't know why I do that because there's often a resistance at the same time because it seems so corny. But I decided to go ahead and do, go with it today, go with the flow. Plus that song, unless the Lord build a house, has just been going on in my mind all week, so I guess I have no choice. You know, of course, when we look at Labor Day, they talk about labor unions and all of that stuff, but oftentimes people will look at Labor Day as a time to rest from work. You know, we're here to rest from our work. We work and we rest, and we rest from our work. 
And that's the common belief that we rest from our work. We put in the energy and the time and, you know, and, and exert all of that, and then we rest. But the enlightened have a different perspective. They have a different take on this. They say we should work from our rest. Work from our rest. Because when we do, we work from the flow of spirit and we begin to bear rich fruit. It's illustrated in a Bible story in the Gospel of John, which the Gospel of John, you know, is actually one of the most mystical writings in the Bible. And I'm going to share a little bit about that when I do the Bible class that's coming up at some point. So this is an advertisement for the class that's coming up. <laughs> but this particular story takes place, you know, right after the, the resurrection experience. And it shows in the story that the disciples were, were out fishing. And there was Simon, Peter, and Thomas, and a few of the others were there fishing. And they were fishing all night long. And as they said, they didn't catch any fish. Or as we used to say, you know, and they say sometimes down south, they, talk, they, they caught nan fish, nan fish. I don't know if you ever heard that before. So they were fishing and fishing and fishing and laboring in vain. And they got bored, they got tired, and they started to bring the boat back to the shore. And they were proceeding to go to the shore, and they saw Jesus coming. And, of course, Jesus was symbolically or metaphorically represents the spirit within each and every one of us. It represents the God presence. And so they recognized the spiritual presence. And it says that the story that the spiritual presence sent them a message and that they heard the message. And the message was that go back to the boat and throw your net on the right side of the boat and then pull it in. So apparently what happened, they recognized this spiritual presence. They heard the spiritual presence. They did as the spiritual presence guided them. And they went back and they pulled in many, many fish that were not there before. And I think this story represents some, some of the secret of flowing from the spirit. First, they recognized the spiritual presence, which I said is the foundation of everything. They made a connection with that presence. And then they went back to doing what they were doing, and they reaped the benefits of the all good. Sometimes I believe that we think, you know, we're here to labor every day. Sometimes we think that when we're in a relationship, we're trying to get love from someone. Sometimes we think we're just working on the projects here that are in front of us. And we may be wondering why we're not bearing rich fruit. Because all the time and all the effort we are placing in it have not connected to that spiritual presence first and foremost. You see, on the human plane, we think we're working. We think we're trying to make something happen. We think we're trying to grow our money if that's our focus. We think we're trying to heal our body. We think we're trying to heal the relationships. But we must connect with that spiritual presence first. And then we go back to our project. Then we go back to our work. Then we go back to do what we think we're working on, and we work from that presence. And I believe what we do, we begin to activate a law, what they call the law of least effort. You know, in the Gospel of Matthew, it says, Consider the lilies of the field, they spin nor toil not. Yet the God presence takes care of them with what I call an effortless effort. I believe it's this same effortless effort that we can all have operate in our life where God is seemingly doing everything and it seems like we're doing very little. 
Now, this doesn't happen often because most of the time, you know, we think we have to do it. Our own might, our own power. But interesting, when I used to go to Silent Unity when I was in ministerial school, they used to have uh, these uh, services. And at the beginning of the service, they would have everyone recite, it is not I, but the Christ within. It's not I, but the spirit within that does the work. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves of that truth. In fact, we can say it right now. It is not I, but the spirit within that does the work. It is not I, but the spirit within that does the work. I had an opportunity once uh, years ago to have uh, dinner with uh, Maya Angelou. And uh, we were talking, and I was, I was mostly listening, you know, because yeah, I was wanting to get gathered up with some of her wisdom. But she was talking, we were, got into this discussion about how You know, sometimes we have a hard time getting out of the way so this spiritual something can work through us. And I realized I had an insight once when I was working on a challenging project that somehow I felt God had told me to do, and it was really challenging. And I realized at some point I had to tell myself, I can't. This is God's idea. Let God do it. Let let God do it. It's God's idea. And I think once I let go of my own understanding, I was feeling and I was sensing a sort of energy taking me over that was greater than myself. It was around me. It was through me. I was yielding to it. I was letting this presence have its way with me. And this thought came through me at that time that I I, I should be doing a whole lot more that I should be doing something because I was doing less and less. And it seemed like this presence, this God presence, was doing more and more and more without any effort on my part. And things were getting done. People were showing up. Got to the point that God was doing everything, and seemingly I was doing nothing. And I was feeling guilty about that because I wasn't doing anything. (laughs) You know, many people believe that They have to work so hard by the sweat of their brow and and personal willpower that they have to do all manner of things in order to survive in the world. But we understand on a physical realm, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So if we try really hard for something on the physical life, we'll sometimes get the opposite. In the mental realm, if we really chase after something, we really feel that we don't have it, and we run after it, we get the opposite. It runs from us. Or something that we do not like, if we try to get rid of it, it persists. What we resist persists. So on the physical and mental level, we get an equal and opposite reaction. So sometimes the harder we work, the harder it is. I think that leads to sometimes the burnout because we're not connected to that spiritual presence. Because in the spiritual realm, there's only the activity or the omni-activity of God. There is no opposite. There's only one action, and that's the presence of God. Therefore, when we choose that God presence and we work from the flow of that spirit, we realize we do not have to make it happen. Yes, we have to take efforts. We have to take efforts, but it's not a straining work, but an uplifting energy. That God consciousness, the spiritual power, does the work appointed for us to do. So I think when we stop and we choose the presence of God and work from our rest, we have an enlightened moment to stop and work from our rest 
Of course, it sounds counterintuitive of what we've mostly been taught. But interesting, Lao Tzu, who's a Chinese philosopher and writer of the Tao Te Ching, said, he who can perfectly practice in action, all things are possible. There's a level of inactivity where we pull away from human doing and contemplate a spiritual idea till it moves through us. And he who practices that, everything is possible because the divine spiritual ideas are everywhere waiting for a consciousness that's high enough, courageous enough to accept it, to be motivated by it, to be used by these ideas. I think I was reading a while back, uh, Beethoven, you know, he was deaf when he composed what many consider his greatest symphony, the Ninth Symphony. And it had been reported that he had heard the over one hour of this long project with a full orchestra and chorus and soloist seemingly in his head in a very short time. It just kind of appeared. And then, of course, he spent the next six years writing it down. That's where the effort came in. But it was like an effortless effort because it was already complete. And I think we're here to do our own part to be co-creative energies with this presence. But I believe that he was working from spirit. And I believe when we work from the flow of spirit by first resting in it and feeling whatever is we're working on is already done, we find the pieces coming together almost effortlessly. In our own lives, when we're working from spirit, we'll walk to places, sometimes unconcerned about a project that we're working on. There will be a person necessary for us to complete it. We may go to places just to hang out, and there will be our answer. When we work from the flow of spirit, we'll find the entire universe will conspire to bring what we need. You know, sometimes people say, you know, when something happens seemingly miraculous to someone, you know, uh, some excellent project was completed. They say, well, when did you work on that? When did you do that? And, of course, you'll know it was all those hours maybe of, of getting up early in the morning and connecting with the presence of God through prayer and meditation, feeling and sensing. And then the seeming miracle was already done, and you already knew that. And somebody might say, well, you know, if you're doing things like that, you know, praying and meditating, yeah, she wasted her time. She's still in there praying and meditating and, you know, going to them classes and workshops and reading them spiritual books, uh, connecting with the present, so she says. Doesn't she know it's 8 o'clock? She should be out there beating the bushes, making it happen. She's still in there praying. Doesn't she know the early bird catches the worm? Well, we don't want a worm. We want the kingdom of the spirit of the living God and the flow of the spirit to come through us. So understand that when we're affirming that life is good, when we're affirming that all our needs are met, when we're affirming that this body is a fit and vital instrument of pure spirit, when we are affirming everything is working together for our good, then we get in tune with this entire universe that is operating to fulfill itself through us. And there's a moment, and you and I feel that connection. We feel that oneness with this presence. We know that we are in the flow of spirit, and we're going for that space, that realization of our oneness with the force, with God, with the presence, whatever you want to call it. We do our part, yes. 
but we're just really going along for the ride as we leave the unfoldment to God and allowing the creative power of the Spirit to take over our life. That's when we're working from the flow. You know, Carl Jung was a Swiss psychiatrist, very much known for his theory of the collective unconscious, has a story about the rainmaker. And in this story, there was a town, a village, that for five consecutive years, the village experienced a drought. There was no rain, there was no water. The ground was breaking up and breaking apart. Nothing could grow, nothing would grow. The people were starving. And their life essence was being diminished because there was no rain. And this village called on many rainmakers, and all of them failed to bring rain. And one day, the villagers heard about a special man who lived in a far distant village. And they asked him to come. They asked him to come to bring rain, and, and he came. And he stood on the land, and he looked about, and he felt about the land, and on that land, he built a little tent, and he entered into the tent, and for four days, he sat in the tent. And on the fifth day, it began to rain. It poured. The ground was soaked with moisture. It became fertile and plentiful again. It began to bear forth rich fruit. And they asked the rainmaker, what is it that he did? What caused the rain to come? Everyone else had come and they had failed, but he didn't. What did you do? And he responded, I did nothing. I did nothing. When I came, I saw that the village was out of harmony with heaven, and I went in the tent. And I got in harmony with my divine being. And on the fifth day, the rain came. He said, I did nothing. I think he's saying to us today that as we scan our life and see things maybe that are amiss, we see things that are discordant, we see things that are not quite to our liking. We're not here to leap into busyness from an anxious space trying to make it happen, that's laboring in vain. But we're here to be like the rainmaker, to first align ourselves with heaven, which is ever-expanding good, to align ourselves with wholeness, to align ourselves with the isness of God, and then we will see magical or mysterious synchronicity that takes place. And we, too, can be like the lilies of the field, spinning and toiling not, because we're in the flow. And that, my friends, I believe is what it means to work from the flow of spirit. Yeah. Peace and blessings to you. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well.
Spiritual Life Center.